شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان شيخنا العزيز pleasure to have you back it's an honor to be in your presence الحمد لله we discussed in the previous uh, episode specifically Surah Al-Fatiha um, after establishing um, that first um, the methods of uh, uh, tafsir that there are then we went into specifically Surah Al-Fatiha and uh, going over the verses of the Surah and we said that the goal of tafsir is guidance you know eventually that's what we want to get ourselves to and the best place that one can possibly start with that in any book is the beginning and yes. the Fatiha is known as the opening chapter um, interesting point yeah. yeah to start in the beginning any important book you usually you find what is an introduction yes and what is an introduction usually having it it's like it's a summary of the most important concepts or a summary of this entire book Ahsan. it introduces like the Ahsan. concepts and Ahsan. the themes of the, of the book and in Surah Al-Fatiha, we looked at some verses. Specifically, اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم And we said that, you know, if you want to be guided, then you have to look into, you know, who are those that are guided. And the verse explicitly says that it's those who Allah we've bestowed, bestowed the favors, favors upon us. So their path is the path of God. Exactly. You want to be on Surat al-Mustaqim, you have to identify these individuals, find them, you follow them, therefore you are on the Surat al-Mustaqim. Ahsant. So that was those, then, then we went to Malik Yawm din Yes. Right? In the beginning, earlier in the Surah. Yes. And then you took us from Malik Yawm din to some verses in Surah Al-Waqi'ah, and we established that there are three groups. On the Day of Judgment. On the Day of Judgment. There's, there's two destinations, but there's three groups. Ahsan. And who are the groups, Sheikhna? The companions of the right, the companions of the left, and the Sabiqun. Ahsan. So two are going to heaven and one's going to hell. And, and that's an interesting mm. an interesting point. There's two yes. destinations, heaven and hell, but there's three groups. So raise some questions. Why is that? Ahsan. Why is there two destinations? There's, there's two destinations. Why is there three groups? You Ahsan. think that there's two groups. So we started to search for more clarification on and more information about these groups so we can uh, get an idea of why there's three groups instead mm. of two groups. Mm. There's just heaven and hell. So from there, we, we got more information, more clarification from other verses that describe in more detail these groups. Yes. And the conclusion we reached based off of the verses was... One group is to be followed, yes. one group followed, and one group refused to follow. Mm. Those who refused to follow ended up in hellfire. Those who followed... And we mentioned those verses, I, I remember. Those who followed were the companions of the right. They followed who? The Sabiqun. Nah. So <clears throat> we, we went over that, and also we, uh, we mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he gives us two groups 
two group. Uh, he divides all of these groups into two based off of time. Hmm. So as if, you know, mankind on earth has, you know, two stages. Yes. We mentioned that. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also goes into a bit more details about these groups when it comes to awwalin and But he tells us based off the quantity. He describes the companions companions of the right as being thullatun min al-awwalin wa thullatun min al-akhirin. They will be great in number, great in quantity in the awwalin time frame or in that in that, for that age of time. And they will be great in number, great in quantity in the akhirin time frame, in mm. the later times. Now as for the sabi'un, Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala also describes them. But he says, "Tullatun min al-awwalin wa qalilun min al-akhirin." So they're great in the early uh-huh. stage. They're great in quantity and 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 uh, in popular. Great in quantity in the first in the earlier stage in the earlier time, just like the companions of the right. Mm. Great in quantity, great in quantity. Yes. And then we move over to the later times, which is from Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa all the way to the Day of Judgment. Mm. The companions of the right are also great in quantity. Yes. But the difference is the sabiqun are few in quantity. Mm. And that also raises a question. And you mentioned something important. I remember that you said uh, before Prophet Muhammad, that's mm. who we considered yes. the, the earlier stage, right? Before Prophet Muhammad all the yeah. way to Prophet to, Adam. To Nabi Adam. So it's as if there's a, you know, a timeline for mankind. Mm. And Prophet Muhammad sallallahu is the... Yes. Is the middle mark. Yeah. And then it's after him, yes. Ascent. After him is the yeah, later from stage. From his time all the way to the day of judgment is the later age, the later stage. Okay, excellent. So that's a, here's a question is okay, why are the Sabiqun of the Akhirin time frame of the later age, why are they fewer in number? Mm. I mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned it for a reason. Now if we just take a few steps back and what did we discuss in the previous episode? We conclude with the roles and the responsibilities of these three groups. Mm. The Sabiqun, the Ashab al-Yameen, and the Ashab al-Shimar. Yes. And uh, we concluded with what? That the Sabiqun are those who are to be followed. Nah. In order to get to the straight path, in order to get to heaven, you must follow them. They are your guides. Mm. As for the companions of the right, their job is what? To follow, mm. okay, and to be guided by the sabiqun. So now, if we just take that concept and just apply it here, we understand the roles of the sabiqun, and uh, their job is to guide and to be followed. No. And uh, I think of it, this example comes to my mind, like, you know, think of two big classrooms. Mm. Say 100 students here and 100 students here. Yes. Okay, now, in this classroom, classroom A, you have, let's say, you. so we have 100 students, you have 20 teachers. Mm. And in classroom B, you also have 100 students, but you have five teachers. Yes, okay? the quantity is less. Yeah. And the role and the responsibility of a teacher is to teach and to guide these students through the material, through the academic material, and get them to a certain level mm. of comprehension, right? And to master the material, material of they're studying. Get them from point A to point B. Mm. So, these teachers, the 50 that can teach 100, they're valuable, they're important. But the five teachers that can do the job of what 50 teachers can do, their quality of doing their job is far greater. Mm. Okay, so that's just a side note to think about for a moment. 
that the sabiqun, whoever they are, of the akhirin, are greater in quality and value than the sabiqun of the awaleen. Think of all of those prophets and all of those disciples. We, you, we can go on and on. We don't even know all of their names. Now, this, whoever the sabiqun are from the akhirin, they're greater in quality and value than that, all of them. Hmm. Okay, so the quantity is less on this side, yes. like the later stage. Yes. But the responsibility is much higher. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Whereas here you have uh, a higher number. Uh-huh. Uh, you have 20 teachers yes. or 50 teachers. Yes. And the responsibility is less on their shoulders. Yeah, I mean, the responsibility is great. I don't want to say have, that. And we did have more prophets. I mean, because yes. if yeah. Rasulullah is the divider, yeah. it means no prophet came after yes. him. And some some people are, uh, you know, they get upset or they don't like the idea that, you know, we do believe that our imams are greater in quality and value than all of the prophets other than Prophet Muhammad. Mm. Basically, everybody in the awaleen. Yes. And some people have an issue with that. But when I look at these verses, it's not, I, there's no issue, mm. right? <laughs> there's no issue. Their job is to guide and to be followed and guide the people, guide the masses. And when we just look at this simple, we just analyze it at a very surface level, it's very clear. And we do have narrations that state like, you know, the, the scholars, the prophets states, the scholars of my nation are greater than the prophets of Bani Israel. Just the scholars. Yes. You know, just the scholars of this Let alone nation. the imams who uh-huh. are the, greater, the greatest okay. type of. Now, I'm not saying, you know, we, we are right now all we are proving at a bare minimum is whoever the sabiqun are, they are greater than the sabiqun of the awwadin. No. Now, obviously, we believe that the sabiqun, we know who they are, right? But right now, as for our topic, you know, so far, we're just identifying the concepts. Okay, so now we concluded with that. Mm. So we're now talking about who the akhirin time frame. You know, the, the second stage, the later stage of mankind on earth. Why? Because that's where we fall. Mm. We don't live in the awwaleen time, time frame. We live in the akhirin time. We are after Prophet Muhammad. Ahsan. So we need to be worried about our own guidance. Yes. Okay, so we need to now search for, our goal is to, you know, identify who we're supposed to follow. Mm. So we can be on Salat al-Mustaqim. So that's why now we're going to, you know, kind of leave the... The awwalin, and we want to focus more on al-akhirin. Hmm. So we know there's three groups. We want to make sure we are not of the companions of the left of the akhirin. We want to make sure we are the companions of the right hmm. in the time of al-akhirin. So now let's move on to, uh, let's continue our topic and, and let's read the verse from chapter 35, Surah Fatr, verse 31 and 32. It says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Wal-ladhi awhayna ilayka min al-kitab, Let's stop right there. So th- what is this verse saying? If you can read us the English, please. It says, and that which we have revealed to you of the book, that is the truth. Verifying that which is before it, most surely with respect to our servants, Allah is aware and seeing. Okay, beautiful verse. Now, what do we, what, you know, in our topic right now, I said we're going to look for, you know, information about the akhirin time frame. Mm, mm. So here, the bare minimum we can conclude and understand and comprehend from the verse is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking 
to you know in the time of Prophet Muhammad. He's speaking about revealing the book, mm. the revelation of the book. Yes. So we're not talking about the awwalin. We're talking about Prophet Muhammad and the revelation of the Quran. Ahsan. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm paraphrasing simple words here. He's saying, okay, I revealed to you, I gave you the book, no. the Quran. That's step one. Now we're going to move to verse 32, which will give us what? Step two. Ahsan. So, please read. Then he says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. MashaAllah, this is a strong one. So yes. we just step one. Let, let me just read the English. Then we gave the book for an as an inheritance to those whom we chose from among our servants, but there are among them those who wrong their souls, some who follow a middle course, and some who are by Allah's leave foremost in good deeds. That is the highest grace. Beautiful. So Step one, we said in verse 31, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the book to Prophet Muhammad. No. Then here God says, then, then. So after the book was revealed, Allah then gave that book as an inheritance to his, to his selected chosen pe people that Allah chose. Yes. Okay, almost like handpicked. Okay. There's specific people that God chose from the Akhirin time frame. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the book, the Qur'an, as an inheritance. Mm. Now you may, first and foremost, we need to press pause. What kind of inheritance are we talking about? Physical inheritance? I mean, everybody on planet Earth technically has a copy of the access to the book. And many kuffar and disbelievers also have the Qur'an at their house. Mm. Does that mean they inherited the book? Is that what God is saying here? Mm. Is it a physical inheritance or is it a different type of inheritance? We'll get there. But now... You might ask, well, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not give the book as an inheritance to everybody? Yes. Why is it only a specific group of people? Mm. It's not a physical inheritance. Okay, bare minimum, it's the knowledge and the wisdom of this book. Okay. So this is a special level. There's a group of people who have a special status in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he hand chose them, hand picked them, and he gave them the book as inheritance. Yes. Now... Why not everybody? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarifies. Because from the people, from our, our servants, there There's are those... different groups. Uh, what did you say? There's different groups. How many groups does Allah mention in three. here? Three. Three groups again. Yes. The first one, ظالمون <laughs> لنفسه. We've been talking about three groups yeah. this whole time. I, like the people of the right, the left, and the uh -huh. Sabiqun. Thank you. So now we have the another three. This is three groups described in the later times. All right. So why not everybody, why does not everybody get the book as inheritance? God explains, because of the people, there are those who oppress their soul, their, their, their selves. Oppressors. Who does that remind you of? Where do oppressors go on the day of judgment? Companions of the left. Hmm. Then... There are those who are muqtasid. What is muqtasid? In other words, one who does not have the guidance and the truth in themselves. They have to seek it from outside, from others. Mm. They have to follow others in mm. order to get guidance. They don't have it in themselves. They need to find it from outside. So it reminds outside. us of the people of the right. Companions of the right who yes. follow the sabiqun. And the last but not least, the most important, sabiqun bil khayrat. So... This is a verse that reminds us of the three groups that we've been talking about. But this is in regards to the uh, the inheritance of the Qur'an. 
So we conclude here that this group, Asabiqun of the Akhirin, they inherited the Quran. Hmm. And who gave them the book as inheritance? Who gave them their status and position? God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he's the one speaking. He's saying, الكتاب, Okay? So in case somebody has an issue with their status and their position, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's granting them that. Okay, so we can go on and on for endless hours, getting more clarification, more details, more verses that describe the Day of Judgment and describe the groups on the Day of Judgment. So I think for now, what we covered is, is enough for this level. Now let's let's go back to Surah Al-Fatiha and we'll continue searching for more information and clarification about that group that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala titled them as الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Those mm. whom Allah has bestowed His favor His upon. His favors upon. Let's continue what we're doing, but we'll go into that door from Surah Al-Fatiha. Ahsan. So we have a verse um, in Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 69. Could you please read it for yes. us? أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يطع الله والرسول فأولئك مع الذين أنعم الله عليهم من النبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين And whoever obeys Allah and the Messenger, they will be with those upon whom Allah has bestowed His favors from among the prophets and the truthful, the martyrs and the good. So four groups. Okay, so what can we get from this verse? Especially in connection to what we've been uh, discussing. Yes. Number one, the title of those whom Allah has bestowed His favor upon uh, that's one. Allah is describing them. Now, number two, it also says in the very beginning, it's saying, if you obey Allah and His Messenger, then you will be with or placed with. Hmm. Okay? So that's very important. What does that remind us of? You will be with them. It reminds me of when we were the, talking about the three groups on the Day of Judgment. The companions of the of right, the right the will be with the Sabiqun in heaven, right? Thanks. So, you, you will not be them. You will be with them. No. Okay. So, these are two very important points here. Uh, the third important point is, is Allah is describing those whom He's bestowed His favor upon. Yes. You know, this title, this group that we're supposed to follow in their path is Surat al-Mustaqim. So, what kind of information do we get? Allah describes them as being from the prophets, from the truthful ones, from the martyrs, and from the salihin, the good. So, are they only prophets? No. They can be prophets and other than prophets. Ahsan, okay? The truthful, uh -huh. siddiqin, Ahsan. the martyrs, and the good. <laughs> so, clearly, from this verse, you know, uh, step one, in order, if you if you obey Allah and His Messenger, you will be with Alladina an Amallah alayhim. Now, who are these Alladina an Amallahu alayhim? They are prophets and other than prophets. Yes. Okay. That's that's you know bare minimum. We can conclude that without having too much uh, stress. Now let's move on to another verse from Surah Maryam, uh, verse fifty-eight. Ahsan. And let's see what we can get from here. It says Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ آدَمْ وَمِمَّنْ حَمَلْنَا مَعَ نُوحٍ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْرَائِيلَ وَمِمَّنْ هَدَيْنَا وَاجْتَبَيْنَا Beautiful. So here, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions this group عليهم, in no. another verse. No. Now, this one, we have uh, something different than the previous verse, which that was just kind of titles and concepts. This has families mentioned, more family trees or family lineages from specific prophets. Mm. But uh, could you read us the English, please? Yes, it says that <clears throat> these are they whom Allah bestowed his favors from among the prophets of the lineage of Adam and of those whom we carried with Nuh and the offspring of Ibrahim and Israel, who is Prophet Yaqub, and of those whom we guided and brought closer. Beautiful. So what can we get from this verse? Number one, now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing this group that we've been talking about. Let's say this, uh, the Sabiqun, okay? He's describing Now, he says that they're, they're from, you know, they're from these prophets, uh, these lineages, these four, these four main families, mm. okay? And uh, there's going to be an important point at the end, uh, which is he separated the family of Yaqub, Jacob, who's the son of Isaac, who's the son of Ibrahim. Yes. He separated that family from the lineage of Ibrahim. Hmm. Now, is it a biological separation? No. Biologically, they're all one family. Yes. But there's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala separated them. Where he meant, When he mentions this family, he mentions it separate and independent from the line of Ibrahim. Yes. Because as we believe, the line of Ibrahim continues through Ismail alayhi salam. Okay, and we'll get into that a bit later. So, <clears throat> one is that point that there's four main families from the, these prophets. Mm. Okay, and two is that he's saying that those God is describing as being from the prophets and also of those whom we've guided and brought closer. Mm. Okay, so in other words, you know, paraphrasing, simplifying. Those whom Allah has bestowed His favor upon are prophets and other than prophets. Those whom God has guided and brought close. Awesome. We can easily see that in this verse. Okay? So, now let's continue with another verse that's also going to add to what we just said about the separation of the two families. Okay. So, this is from chapter 3, verse 33. 33. Says Bismillah Rahman Rahim and Allah Hastafa Adama Wanuhan wa Ala Ibrahim wa Ala Amran ala Alameen. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions how many families? Again Adam. Yes. He chose Adam, Nuh, the family of Abraham, and the family of Imran above everyone else, okay. all the nations. Beautiful. So Imran is who? Imran is what the father of Musa, who comes from the line of of Yaqub of Jacob, from yes. the twelve tribes. Of Israel, Bani Israel. So Bani Israel, <coughs> again in another verse, are separated and dependent from the from line Ibrahim. of the, the, uh, the family of Abraham. Yes. The lineage of Abraham. Mm. Okay. Now this is, you know, uh, um, us Muslims, you know, it's very clear to us because we understand that the line of Ismail is the line of Abraham. But now the people, the book, they don't consider that. They consider the main inheritors of the position or, you know, of, of Prophet Abraham goes through the line of Isaac, mm. of Ishaq. Yes. Now, just a side note, which is pretty interesting, is that, you know, geographic, geographically speaking, historically speaking, Isaac, okay, he's the son of, of Abraham. Ismail is the son of Abraham. Abraham. When did they split? Why is there even a split? 
Mm. Okay, so just a side note here. If we think about it, geographically, they split into two different continents, not too far away from Abraham. Because as we all know, Yusuf, Joseph, the son of Isaac, mm. uh, the son of Jacob, who's the son of Isaac, who's the son of Abraham. Yes. Where did he end up geographically? Egypt. <clears throat> I said Egypt, which is in a different continent. Yes. Now, did he stay there by himself at the end of the story? No, they end up coming. The, Who's fa they? All the father his, his, and the sons. All of his, so the 12 sons of Yaakov, yeah. the 12 sons of Israel, and Yaakov yeah, himself. Yeah, that was when his dream came Asen, to reality. They migrated to Egypt, to a different land with a different people. It's a different continent, okay? They were geographically separated from their cousins who remained in Mecca, mm. okay? The, the, who, who in, you know, preserved the house of Abraham and the Abrahamic ritual, yes. Abrahamic Hajj pilgrimage. So they stayed there for a large chunk of time because, um, as we all know, they became even into slaves and they were enslaved for many, many years. Mm. It wasn't until the time of Musa, who was at least 400 years after Yusuf, that you know he freed the tribes of Israel from slavery and they left Egypt. Okay, But even after they left Egypt, you know, it was down the line until Nebi Dawood and Suleiman came around and they actually resided and settled in Jerusalem. So, for centuries upon centuries, they were separated from their cousins who remained in Mecca. Yes. Okay, so those who remained in Mecca, they, you know, they, they preserved the line of Ibrahim, as in they preserved the Abrahamic Hajj, they preserved the house of the Abraham built, the Kaaba, and, uh, you know, they consider they remained the, you know, the, the lineage of Abraham, mm. as in, in what he represented. And... Who comes down the line from that lineage? Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We'll get from to Ismail. But now this is also interesting, you know, how the Jews and Arabs split. You know, this point right here, just a little bit of the history of some of the prophets allows us to uh, kind of comprehend how they split into mm. two groups of people. They go back to one father, but even their their language would naturally start to shift. Yes. You know, like, oh, the you know experts in language know that Hebrew and Arabic are very similar. Their roots are very similar, and their grammatical laws are similar, but the shapes of their letters are different. Mm. We can understand when the Jews remained in, in Egypt for such a long time, they could have been influenced by the style of writing by the Egyptians. Mm. You know, shapes. Yes. Uh, just like the Hebrew letters are, are in shapes, while the Arabic letters connect. No. Okay. And the Jews also later on in time, they, they were taken as slaves to Babylon for a period of time. They were returned. So geographically and historically, they the two lineages split up. You know, mm. they're, they, they're, their language starts to shift and, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of ev uh, elements took place. So here, conclusion, is there's four families. Yes. Now, we are worried about ourselves. We are connected to Prophet Muhammad. So we're going to have to dive deeper into the family of Abraham, the lineage of Abraham in the Quran, mm. and get more clarifications. Inshallah, in the next episode, Inshallah. we're going to go in deeper in depth on the family and the line of Ibrahim, alayhi salam. Inshallah. Thank you very much, Sheikhna, for the knowledge that you've shared with us. Thank and you. Inshallah, we can continue to benefit. Thank you. والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى ال بيته الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وال محمد